Hello wrestling family, it is I, Lindsay Rogers, and welcome back to the one and only the, uh, the one and only the, um, <clears throat> the wrestling news of all, the, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, Russ, <laughs> the <laughs> pro wrestling fan and vlog podcast and uh i know i will try to get back into the swing things but without further ado we're gonna be talking about some stuff of um crazy enough and apparently i also want to talk about something that what's going on right now in the current situation of pro wrestling and also some other crazy wrestling stuff without further ado let's talk about some crazy things uh, to begin with, so I want to tell you guys about something from Justin Wang. If you guys don't know who Justin Wang is, he's a YouTuber. He documents things that he sees on the internet called Tales from the Internet. Specifically, he'll talk about anything. But sometimes I, I will catch him doing a couple of videos regarding about pro wrestling because if you guys don't know much about him, Justin Wang is in fact a, a huge pro wrestling fan. And, um, he's been watching it for a very long time. Um, I think he's friends with one of the wrestlers. There's in, there's over an AEW, Malachi Black. I had to see him modeling, uh, shirts for Malachi Black. Uh, you had, if you ever seen the scenes of the resurrection of the House of Black with, uh, Julia Hart right there, where she resurrected at them, she's surrounded by druids. One of them is actually just a wang. And so, because you see him, he's there. Anyway, just a wang has a. I decided to check out something from just a wang. And something that is really kind of crazy. It says here, it's something of a wild story that he ha has. It's something called Rick Rude's Strange Urban Legend. If you guys didn't know, um, Justin explains that when he was young, um, he watched pro wrestling, and the one thing he remembers is about Rick Rude, who has got, who did a, who was much of a pro wrestler, and until he got hurt in a, in a match against Sting. And yes, the legendary icon Sting. Um and, and then all of a sudden he goes to and then all of a sudden he gone through a transformation because due to the fact that that the man ravishing Rick Rude ended up not only gone from being a professor to lo and behold trying to become a manager er, and he showed up in ECW, WWE Raw, WCW Nitro. Anyway, and then apparently there were rumors that he swirling that he was actually trying to make a comeback. But suddenly, he ended up passing away in 1999. And the last thing that Rick Rude was doing, I think he was uh, part of Degeneration X. X original uh, stable. It was consist of 
Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Hulk's China, and himself. Oh. Before there was a new set that also features out um, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, uh, X Pac, formerly gone th- known in his wrestling career in WWE when he was just known as the One Two Three Kid. Head before jumping to WCW, called himself of uh, Sticks, and then. Then jumping back to Dirty and just rebrand himself as Xbox. Yes, as I'm referring to, talk about Sean Waltman. And who has been going through a lot lately. Like, um, as of late, especially him being a proud uh, grandfather and trying to take care of dogs. Dogs. That... Need the love. Well, anyway, um, so Justin Wang ends up talking about talking about something about Ravishing Rick Rude, Rude, that about about his career, and did some crazy stuff from, you know, being wrestling until he got injured, hurt by Sting, and then, and he got then he was from injured. To end up being a manager, and then he did some crazy things. And then, of course, there was rumors that he was trying to come back, and then suddenly he passed away. Well, anyway, something that Justin Wing is gonna say something really weird, and I'm trying my best to curve things, but there's something that he's talking about is about is. <sighs> How do I say this? It's something about have to deal with um a rumor or by his uh I guess his former friends, I would say. Hey. And uh when I was about to watch it this um right, there might be something else going on. But uh some of the comments are strongly suggesting that it's something have to deal with if uh Jerry Lawler's cousin, the honky tonk man, and <laughs> which, by the way, he, he hasn't. He looks like he he looks like he a little bit aged, but he he still has the damn um uh black hair or hair. Meanwhile, his uh, cousin and Jerry is like getting old, with the facial hair and whatnot. I'm like, good lord. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, let me find out what's going on. <laughs> so, hearing from Justin Wang, and he starts up much about the video, explaining about the career. And then, of course, he does this uh, video promotion. and But then he goes straight away talking about Rick Root. Now, a lot of things about Justin Wang I can understand. And something that I was, like, really shocked to hear. Apparently, it was been, according to what Justin said, that what's going on with 
with happened to the late Rick Rude that about rumors that Rick Rude had had cancer uh, around his private part. Oof, I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> well, it's better than saying the um, the proper term um, or the curse word. But anyway, I'll just refer as the private part area. Anyway, and it turns out uh, that was kind of been talked about uh, back in 1998. Turns out there was some benign tumor uh, that would misled to the cancer on the private part. part. But instead, it's more of what le- really what happened to uh, Rick Rude when he passed away and he died from um, a heart condition due to the dr- medication he was taking. I'm assuming that's what he was saying. Assuming he saying. So, but uh, then, of course, something might be going on. So let me hear more from the from the guitarist as of guitarist of Jinx. The guitar man, uh, the, yeah, I should say the guitarist from the band Jinx. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that Just Wang is has his own man. <laughs> so Justin Wang ended up highlighting something that comp- in into current Duddy roster, or <coughs> um, hang on now before I tell you what it is because. Of this, because as far as I can tell you, uh, Justin Wing also reveals that he doesn't like, um, he doesn't like, uh, Jerry Lawler's cousin. I can understand, but, ugh. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What happened was, it's been revealed that it, Revealed that Justin Wang had mentioned that at uh, current Intercontinental Champion Gunther had ended up surpassing in, uh, the Honky Tonk Man, and as the longest reigning and, and still remaining, and as of November, I was saying because of the timing of this podcast, uh, November eleventh, uh. 2023, that Gunther is still remaining as the Intercontinental Champion. Anyway, well, because, anyway, when Justin Wang said about that, at, about Gunther surpassing and uh, the Honky Talk Man, and things started to go crazy, but people would talk about the Honky Talk Man, and Justin Wang reveals that he doesn't like the guy. I mean, I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean... I mean... Unless unless you also don't like his cousin, Jerry Lawler, then maybe we have a little bit of issues, okay? <laughs> yeah, and anyway, if you don't 
believe me, like, I can see right now the currently of the Daddy Raw, yeah, the Daddy roster, like, looking at the champions, like, you have Roman Reigns, who's the undisputed Daddy Universal Champion, Seth Rollins, and who's the World Daddy World Heavyweight Champion, then you have Rayo Ripley, the Daddy Women's World Champion, and then you have Io Sky, who's the Dirty Women's Champion. Of course, you have Gunther, who's still remaining as the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in Dirty. Then, of course, we have the Dirty United States Champion in Logan Freaking Ball. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, from there, then we have Finn Balor and Damian Priest as the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. And then, of course, it's Chelsea Green and Piper Neven, who is filling in for Miss Sonia Deville uh, uh, as the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Which, by the way, I never imagined seeing Chelsea and Piper as a duel so well um, mesh. Of course, it's girl, and then of course that's well, that's the all those in the WWE uh, champions. Then looking at the NXT champions, you have uh, Ilya Dragunov, who's the NXT champion. Lyra Valkyria, uh, who's the WWE NXT women's champion. Then we have Dirty Dom. Dominic Mysterio as the Daddy NXT North American Champion. And, and looks like uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions is Chase New. And Norm Dodd is still remaining as the NXT Hedges Cup Champion. Oh, I can't believe I'm finding out <laughs> the Tag Team NXT Tag Team Championship Chase New. Oh my god. I feel so weird hearing about this. I can't believe Andre Chase. I can't believe I'm saying this. Andre Chase is probably doing better than his brother there. And and every time I always, it always, it's, you know, every time I think about Andre Chase, I'm trying to remember, what was his previous wrestling name? Before uh, joining uh, Duddy under the NXT uh, banner. <laughs> oh, actually. Andre. Oh, it's always. <sighs> what? There's no way that's his real name. Yeah, okay. So, I remember him. He was previously known as Harlem Bravado. When he teamed up with his brother, Lance Bravado, working for Ring of Honor and Pro Wrestling Noah as the Bravado Brothers.
That's why I remember the or the the names of the brother the the of the brothers. But okay, so they had been the tag team champions in uh, Full Impact Pro. Oh, and they have been the premier wrestling experience tag team champions and the wrestling wrestle force tag team champions. <sighs> I see. Now he's gone better, I guess. Of course he had Russell likes <laughs> Of course they get their butts kicked. By the, by uh, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli, I mean for real. <laughs> I can't believe this. He's, I can't believe he's now tag team champion, and in WWE NXT roster, and of course he also, and of course he's streaming on Twitch. Which, by the way, I I think I did a little sneak preview. You know, he joins. I you can tell he joins, enjoys uh playing um. I guess Madden. And hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I <laughs> actually the only thing is I never heard much about his brother. There ever since he ever since he went into the WWE. <laughs> I don't know. You already say you mean Andre Chase? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Actually, I just want to know how his brother's doing. Yeah, welcome to Andre Chase University takes those. Yeah, I just want to know, like, how's his brother doing? Good grief. <laughs> Let me see that, but who the heck is his, who the heck is his tag team partner? Just want to look at Oh, Duke Hudson from South Australia. Wait, how does he say Adelia? South Australia? My God. There's no way in heck his tag team partner looks way more handsome than he is. Good lord.
Yeah, okay, I see. He's the open... The... Yeah, I see what's going on with Andre Chase. Yes. So, if you guys is want to know, I'm probably going to try to do a little deep dive myself about Andre Chase and his early days when he was once known as Harlem Bravado as part of the Bravado brothers. It's going to be fun, kitties. <laughs> anyway, so let's go back to hearing more from Justin Wang. <laughs> so, I think I found out something that I guess maybe I should not like him. If you guys don't know what I'm saying here, I'm talking about the Honky Tonk Man. Justin Wang has some reason that even I'm in shock. So, apparently, Honky Tonk Man is in not much of a great man as now being revealed by the one and only Justin Wang. Like, for example, uh, Justin mentions that uh, Honky Tonk Man made fun of Bret Hart after he had a freaking stroke, and he shows off a clip. But I, it's, it's something I'm like... I would suggest at least a little bit avoid this, but good lord. And then, of course, he mentions about this, what I was to consider a shock. And I'm pretty sure he may know about this and probably may confirm this out with Jake the Snake Roberts. But if you guys didn't know, according to Justin Rank, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, who has, who's lit, who has been much busy of one having his own podcast and two um have his uh him back <coughs> back in AEW you <clears throat> yeah in AEW ended up managing um Lance Hoyt aka Lance Archer and the Righteous as, as as he's doing it uh this um doing it well tonight no oh no yeah as he's yeah he's managing them and he'll be in the corner while what against as White and the Righteous are taken on against Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland <laughs> in a freaking and six man tag team match. Anyway, um, Wang revealed that uh, what happened was Honky Tonk Man tried to get Jake Roberts. To start drinking again. And after fall off of 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 not drinking for decades. It's mostly because he also had some else from his good pal D D P Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> and all I'm just gonna say is this is a huge yikes. I can't believe this. How could Honky Tonk Man do something so crappy like this? Unbelievable. So, Justin explains that 
that somebody had interviewed Honky Tonk Man after a wrestling match where he says about Rick Rude upon how he died. And he said, and I was like, what the crap is he talking about? He said, and I'm trying to make this easier. How to say this. You know, there's, you know, I'm going to refer to this as the blue pill of the male, the male's private part hard. Well, that's what he's trying to say. But instead of, you know, taking it through orally, he would have had to put it in his, his private part. And in order to, even though that's not how I heard how you take it, but <laughs> and he says that he got he ended up getting instead of um instead of get instead of that private part being hard so he can screw ladies. That's what he's trying. He's saying, and but he said more vulgarity. Um. Instead, he it screwed his private part area. Had that removed, he ended up self bleeding himself. I'm like, what the crap? And then, furthermore, Jessel Wing says that another wrestler named. Natalie Neinhardt, aka Natalia, uh, I don't know if she's still a wrestling bat, but I'm first Natalie Neinhardt. Late father, Jim the Anvil Neinhardt. I'm like, what? They heard that from. They heard that from Natalie Neinhardt's father, who, by the way, if you don't know, married off Bret Hart's sister. Uh, uh. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, what would somebody would say that that they both heard this, and then yeah, they got it from him. I'm like, what does what does Natalie's father have to do with? With the rumor of Rick Rude's passing. My God. That's horrible. <laughs> oh boy. So I went to listen to a little bit more. And apparently. According. I listened to more. And God dang. I'm horrified saying they heard us from Jim Neidhart. I mean. The only person I think who may. And, and of course. Uh. Patera says that, oh, because, because, uh, Rude, Rick Rude and Neidhart, Jim Neidhart were both living in Florida, and I was like, what? Hold up. I mean, they could have, ha- I mean, I hate to say this, but <laughs> if there's anybody who can fill in the blanks, I would love to hear it from, from Natalia, uh, yeah, because, 
<laughs> Natalie Nineheart. I mean, she's gotta fill in the blanks, cause I'm, cause I'm pretty sure this just happened while she was growing up. I mean, unless she could, uh, uh, I mean, she's gotta fill in the blanks because after all, I mean, this is her. I mean, how the heck did somebody mention about uh, her father like this? This, you know. I don't believe this. I mean, it, I mean, unless unless there's something I am missing, but but I'm pretty. Sh- I don't know if oh if Natalie was would do something like this. And actually, hold up. Let me make sure I want to understand more into this because this is this is so creepy. Yeah, I mean, she didn't start... Oh, she started wrestling in 2000? <sighs> okay, so this is probably a year before... Or, but she was training... Uh, huh? Remember the Hart family through her mother. She trained the Hart family dungeon under the tutelage of her uncles, Ross and Bruce Hart. It, so she was probably listening, living in Canada. Duh. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, this is about, I mean, this is bad enough of about her father. Anyway, let me see something here about this. So, wait a moment. So this has happened while well, before her this happened before her parents got divorced. Yes. Okay, this is starting to make sense, I would assume. So yeah, I mean what I'm pretty sure she must have been living with her father. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I I I don't know. Maybe I mean there's got unless I'm missing something. Let me look into reading about this. 
Yes, so... Let me see. Bishop Carroll High School. And she graduated in 2000. Where is this? Oh, in Canada? Oh, wait. Nah, that's not make sense. If, if... I mean... If she attended high school, that means she was in... It says she went to Bishop Carroll High School in Alberta, Canada. I mean, was her family living in Canada? Because... <laughs> yeah, I I gotta I gotta find out what the heck is going on with uh with Miss Natalie Ninehart. Maybe she could fill in the blanks because there's no way her father was living in Florida when she when when she was. She was attending school out in Alberta, Canada. There's, there's something fishy. Oh boy. So Justin Wang starts to continue uh, finding more information. He goes to another. He also says that there's somebody who's probably doing this deep dive about this. In a very bad way, he ends up interviewing a wrestling ghost named Jim Nord, otherwise known as the Berserker. Which Wang mentions that he was that uh, that Nord was a fan of that what he used to be a fan of Nord, right? But until he said at into this interview saying that he heard this from Kurt Henning, and I'm like, you know, Henning's no longer alive and yet I mean there's another person I may have to hear may also find out if this is entirely true but I don't think it is and that is Kurt Henning's son and Joe. Oh, Joseph Henning. Which I'm pretty sure he probably doesn't not know about this, too. Oh. I mean, why would some old-time wrestlers decide to talk about dead wrestlers who's, who, who has kids it's, it's, and who are also married as well oh 
I mean, seriously. And one is still remaining in WWE. And I'm talking about Natalie. I don't know how... I don't know how uh, Joe's doing, really. I mean, I would love to see him come back. I would love to see him wrestling again. I mean, if there's anybody who likes to take him now, I mean, put him, bring him in, uh, uh, I don't know, AEW. He'll be treated much. Yeah, see, last time everybody saw him was, was uh, on May 30th, 2022. He was a seeing a security team member break up the brawl between Rhodes and Rhodes and Rollins. But he was released three months later. Oh my god, this is so freaking nuts. All I'm just saying is it's time for I, I mean, seriously. If he wants to get back into pro wrestling again, I mean AEW better take interest of him. I mean, I, I it's just really sad Ed, that the way how Duddy has been treating him. Oh, believe me when I say this, this they had his name changed a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> when he was, when he, yeah, not a few times, I should say. He under had gone two different names, Michael McGiddlecuddy and Curtis Axel. I was like, really calling him Curtis Axel? Like, what the heck that mean? Oh, it, it means Curtis, as in his father, the late, the late Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. Henning. And, uh, his father's nickname, his father's, his grandfather's nickname, the Axe, Larry Henning. <laughs> I felt so sad that he was never much used a lot. <laughs> I know, I know I'm going to say this, it sounds so sad, but, you know, I would love to see him wrestle again. Uh, and, and but give him a fair chance, like put him in Ring of Honor, put him in AEW, all right. I mean, for real, the pro wrestling community would like to have that happen. I mean, I know probably some people said, "Oh, nah, I don't want to see that happen." We want to see him back, okay? Good grief! But anyway, uh, a. Anyway, 
apparently there was more than that. Apparently, Justin Wang also said that some reason after, uh, after Joe Henning's father had passed away, yes, Kurt Henning, aka Mr. Perfect, had passed away, um, apparently he had a letter declaring an outcry that he does not want to be put in, lumped into, and with Rick Rude, and mentioned that, uh, Rick Rude wouldn't do that kind of stuff, and he's a man's man, I'm like, really? Well, good for him. But, uh, then of course something goes really wrong here for a moment. Let me look at this again. <clears throat> Okay, so apparently, according to what Justin says, there's a lot more information about this. And apparently he found out through a wrestling forums site that referred to a Google forums who talked about uh, about uh, Rick Root's passing as far as back as in, far back as... Let me just make sure I get this right. Um, as far as back, like a couple months after Rick Rude's passing, I'm like, really? And actually, hold up. I can't believe people were talking about this. Oh, good grief. You know, he has... Whoa, hello, wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think there's somebody who may also fill in the blanks. Because I went to look up, up how long is it, when it was, and it was, he, he passed away in... Even though he passed away in on April twentieth, and they said they've been at this for since July, but however, there might be somebody who can fill in the blanks. His widow Michelle, oh, and maybe his two of his three kids who are still remaining alive, if Richard Jr. and Marissa could fill in the blanks as well. Oh. And by the way, listen to this. It says here, Bret Hart had stated, in spite of his womanizing, ravishing one persona, Rude was a devoted family man who never took his wedding ring off, even during matches, but instead covered it up with tape. Really? So he was such a family man. A devoted one. 
this was cited in oh and a book Hitman my real life in the cartoon world of wrestling by Brett the Hitman Hart Jesus by Brett Hart jeez so Brett Hart was actually saving well yeah honky tonk man good grief man that's that's garbage. Okay, so this is what happened. And according to this, it says there, Rude was found unconscious by his wife and died on the morning of April 20th, 1999 at the age of 40 where he suffered a from a heart failure. An autopsy report showed he died from overdose of mixed medications. At the time of his death, Rude was in training for a return to the ring. The effects of gamma hydrobutate, a narcolepsy prevention drug, may have contributed to his death. Jeez, I went to go check the information about this. Well, apparently, um, this is from PW Insider. It says here, 1999, former WWF Intercontinental Champion Rick Reed dies at age 40 His home, at his home in Alpharetta, Georgia, from heart failure, believed to be a result of an overdose of steroids and GHB. Prior to his work in the WWF, Reed has worked in National Wrestling Alliance All-Star Wrestling, Sling, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and the Continental Wrestling Association in Memphis before moving on to Jim Crockett Promotions Championship Wrestling from Florida and World Class Championship Wrestling. Rude was the first world champion in the World Class Wrestling Association and formed when WCCW left the National Wrestling Sling Alliance in 1986, he then had four years in each in the WWF and WCW and had a short stint in ECW in 1997 before returning to the WWF that year as a member of Degeneration X. <laughs> as an, he was a manager for... I believe with, yeah, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and China. He is known for appearing both Raw and Raw and Night Show in November 97, Raw being taped before he left the company in Nitro Aaron Live, and also appeared in ECW Hardcore TV on that prior weekend. Rude was a part of the and there you go, before he left in WCW in early 99, 
in at the time of his death, Rude was training to make a comeback to wrestling after suffering a severe back injury in '94. That is a mouthful. I can't believe I said that. Good grief. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I understand this. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. This is so crazy. Sorry about this if I'm leaving you guys a little bit hangered, but I had to read what it said, but there were some other things after the passing of Rick Rude that is very interesting, but I didn't want to say much about this. But anyway, um... Good grief. So, yeah, I mean, why haven't his, I was wondering, why haven't his widow uh, made, or his children made a statement about this and tell him to knock it off? Off. I mean, sh I mean, there's a possibility she can go after, or, um, she can go after a honky tonk man and, Nord and that guy who was doing all the interviewing and stuff and the lawsuit for slandering her late husband and the children's father like this. Good grief. No wonder this is getting so wild. <laughs> so... Apparently, there's more to meet the eye. Apparently, Justin Wang had also tried to hear things that could be not be true. Apparently, Justin takes this straight out of 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 a podcast that has from the one and only Mr. Bruce Pritchard, who talks to to Conrad Thompson. By the way, for those who are wondering, Conrad Thompson is is the is one of the two son-in-laws of Ric Flair. Er, 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 if you guys didn't know, Conrad Thompson ended up marrying off Rick's Rick's uh, older older daughter, um, Megan, and and. I think when was the when did they get married? Oh, in two thousand eighteen. While, well, Rick's other daughter, her, her, her the younger one, Miss Ashley, <laughs> she is happily married to um to her. To the man known as Manuel Andrade 
Manuel Andrade, otherwise known as Andrade El Ayoldo. Oh. <laughs> oh, who currently wrestles in All Elite Wrestling. Thin. And apparently a lot of people are really confused saying why is Ric Flair in AEW. I think since Flair is really much retired and in wrestling, be wrestling, I think Ric Flair is probably going to be serving under a manager role. Probably I'm thinking he'll be more managing is I would I, I don't know why Flair's there, but I think it's a possibility that Ric Flair is gonna be there managing his son in law, uh all all uh, Andrade. And even though wrestling fans are wondering why is Flair there, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be managing his son in law. I mean, he's been mostly been there in WWE he, he, with being at his daughter's side let the man also work with his son-in-law, okay? Hey, <laughs> they'll probably say, oh, why can't he just do that with, why can't he just start up a podcast with his other son-in-law? Maybe that's not what Ric Flair wants. Maybe Ric Flair wants to do is to be part of, of, um, <laughs> part of, uh, you know, being that, being with, uh, Andrade. I mean, he loves him to death, so let the man be. <laughs> okay, just understand this. Yes, we are talking about Flair's son-in-laws. One of them, him, them, Conrad Thompson, had to talk to Bruce Pritchard, and, you know, they both had to speak about this. So, actually, Flair has upon a podcast, yes, but he rather let Ed Conrad to work with Bruce Pritchard. I mean, he also has some other podcasts he also does. I mean, there's a list about that. Oh, yes, of course. Thompson had it, did this, because if you guys don't know, um, StarCast is a professional wrestling fan convention proto by Thompson himself. And apparently he was the one part of handling his his father-in-law's wrestling match, his, his slash match with his other son-in-law, Andrade. A. <laughs> so Conrad, so, uh, uh, so let me get this straight. Conrad dealt the, um, dealt all the, all the runnings while Ric Flair 
<laughs> Ric Flair teaming up with his son-in-law Andrade. Ugh, so <laughs> if that was produced and promoted by Flair's son and others on Law Conrad Thompson and David Crockett under the banner of Jim Crockett promotion Spartan's Dark Five Convention. And it was the first card promoting under the JC banner since eighty eight. <laughs> and by the way, I still laugh my ass, laugh my butt off when I had to remember uh, about Dondrade. I'll mention that a little bit later into the podcast. But anyway, so there's a little bit more to meets the eye about this. <laughs> anyway, so let me hear the rest as of, of Justin Wang's video. <laughs> so anyway, Justin Wang ends up finishing the video, Sandy, after he decides to speak out to a friend who is a doctor? Er, and he says, you may know him. I'm like, no, I don't. But anyway, it turns out it's not the case that would be. And plus, he mentioned, plus Justin mentioned that uh, that uh, the pill, uh, the blue pill kill, they make the guy's uh, private part hard. And, 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 um, came out in 98. And I'm like, for real? Huh. Yeah, and I wouldn't believe what it's been told. So, despite of this, I would say this rumor would have been much debunked. Uh, but some, but anyway, I read some people talked about this and says there's a possibility it, something came, like that could came out and this happened. But then again, I still say it's a... It's probably not true because, first of all, uh, um, why would Rick Rude need a, aid something? And 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 when the fact is, to say like for some wrestlers, why would they say some crappy stuff about Rick Rude? It would do that to himself of to screw with women when the fact is he's a devoted family man. And, and to say this is could happen in Florida, which is entirely not true. I mean, the death says it happened in Georgia, not Florida. Uh, and I mean, and to just make sure to understand, I'm talking about the state of Georgia, not the country Georgia. <sighs> anyway, so I don't know. I mean, there there might be people who could fill in the blanks, inks, and that's Rick Rude's widow, um, Natalie Ninehart, Joe Henning, and I mean, for 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 Frick's sake, who it's but to, to say that kind of stuff about about this is just pure garbage. I mean. Even though that's a really crazy take hearing from Justin Wang um, to find out this information. I mean, for real. 
I mean, I seen and Justin has other videos he he posted, but this was a really really crazy hot take. Like, and if I and if, and like I said, if I was Reed's widow or one of his two children are still alive, I would just go straight made a statement and go after uh those who said, "Oh yeah, I heard it's from <coughs> Jim Ninehart or Kurt Henning and like take their butts to court because that's just on slander and to say say that Jim Ninehart or Kurt Henning said this I mean there's no way they would say that I mean I mean ask, ask Natalie Ninehart or ask Joe Henning, I'm pretty sure they can say that their dads did not say that kind of stuff. So, this is a very sad attempt at destroying a man's representation while after, years after he passed away. I mean, for shame for those who would think that way. Anyway... But uh, otherwise, you know, this is something I never respect. I just really want to check on, see if any information Justin Wang has that have to be wrestling related. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I know Justin has shared things on Instagram and reposting anything on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, but I mean, I still, I still get the idea of what's going on. But I'm like. This is really so bizarre to hear about this. I mean, I wouldn't believe this. I mean, even if I asked my friend Rich and have him to watch this, if he believes that, I mean, I would say I'm surprised his widow decided not to go after these men and call them out. I mean, especially for a honky-tonk man. Good Lord. Again, I'm still trying to understand how the heck is he still related to to. Jerry Lawler. Good grief. And then finding out, hearing things like he tried to take Lance Hoyt, aka Lance Archer's manager, her, 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 Jake the Snake Roberts, trying to have him to be going back to drinking in alcohol while he was trying to while he's been battling and, and being sober for a long time, especially getting help from um, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, my word. <sighs> anyway, I feel so much sorry for everybody to have this happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm horrified to hear about this. Good grief. Also, I just also want to mention also that um, if you guys can, please do not go after Justin Wang, okay? Justin was sharing this information out there because it is something that makes his head want to scratch. And I think he should know that it's exactly not true because... I mean, there's, I mean, if there's anybody who could fill in the blanks, it's his widow, or it's his kids, it's, or even Nat, 
Natalie Neinhardt, aka Natalia, or uh, Joe Henning, and they can all fill in the blanks. I'm pretty sure they said that that won't likely be happen. I mean, and especially especially finding out from Bret Hart. I mean, really, like. But as for Jerry Lawler's cousin, Honky Tonk Man, boy, he's such trash. I don't know if I still follow him on X. Let me see for a moment. This is the Blanton hot take I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, I still follow him. You know what? I'm gonna follow him after. Actually, yeah. Wait, is that with... No, okay. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna unfollow him. I can't believe this. <laughs> anyway, I'm just gonna send a message to my friend Rich and then see what he said, and uh, I'll maybe say something in the podcast. Alright, so I just want to make sure a little friendly reminder. A, v- a lot of wrestling fans are st- and especially those who, are in, those who like watching AEW are like scratching their heads and wondering what a, uh, why, um, Ric Flair is in AEW. Um, I'm hoping he's not wrestling because that would be really awful. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, because I just don't want to see Ric Flair wrestling again. I mean, because what he did last year, I was hoping that would be enough. Of, and he was put more into a manager position and to managing his son-in-law, um, Andrade El Aeldo. Oh. I mean, I know Ric Flair has been wrestling thing for how long? He's been at us for f- almost about 51 years. There's, so, but I'm just kind of concerned about him. But, uh, I mean, it's best for his time in AEW to, to be used as, um, I would assume managing Andrade. Because he actually did that. At well, and I know he'd rather be more focusing much with his own with his daughter, but I think I don't know, maybe he just didn't want to or something like that. Because actually, yeah, actually, I don't think he will ever go back to Duddy anytime soon after Flair revealed something that really almost had this happen. Apparently, um. It turns out Ric Flair almost had a terrible situation where that involves his daughter and wrestler, um, uh, Lacey Evans. And that would really would gone crazy. 
Yes, see, <laughs> because listen to this, right? On on August fourteenth, twenty twenty one, at Triple Mania, yeah, twenty nine, eh? under the uh, Lucha Libre Triple A Worldwide, eh, where Flair made his debut with by accompanying. Uh, his daughter's uh, fiance, eh, at that time, but now they're married, uh, Andrade El Ayodo, touring side during his match against Mega Ch- AAA Mega Champion Kenny Omega. Flair would later get involved in the match by chopping Omega uh, and applying the figure four leg lock to Omega's second Conan. <laughs> And then it says here, <laughs> and apparently this would also happen. Um, on May 16, 2022, Snouts Flair would wrestle his final match on July 31st in Nashville called Rick Flair's Last Match. Finally retiring after nearly five decades in the ring. On July 18th, it was announced that Flair would team with his son-in-law, Andrade Ayaldo, against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. As part of the promo setting up the match, Lethal attacked Flair over being left out of the match card. Jarrett initially tried to help Flair, but attacked him after he buffed him and used explicitness against his family. Flair and Andrade would go on to win the match. Flair later confirmed that he passed out twice during the last match and regretted announcing that it would be his final match. A few days later, he accompanied Andrade during his match against Carlito at the 49th World World Wrestling Council anniversary show held on August 6, 2000. In 22, Flair attempted to interfere, but for poking and for poking Primo Colon when he tried to stop him, causing Carlos Colon attack him and force him to flee. Andrade would go on to lose the match. Oh my God! Wait a moment. It. Flair Flair tries to Flair's trying to cause a war against the Colon family. They they <laughs> Holy crap. He's trying he's trying to he's trying to have a feud against the whole entire family. They, especially going after <laughs> Oh, jeez. It says, During the celebration for the 50th anniversary of Steph Field Professional Wrestling on September 26, 2022, Flair announced that he would never retire in January 2023. However, he stated that he did not want to wrestle again, aside from wanting to redo the last match. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I read. I don't know why, but I just read to see Flair just being a manager for Andrade. I I can't believe he said that, but instead he wants to redo that. That. <laughs> yeah. How, how about let's wait until your daughter is out of these clutches. This. <laughs> uh. But anyway, so, anyway, so, as much as I would say this, I really like Ric Flair as much, but I don't want to see him wrestling again. I mean, I'd rather have him to put in a manager role to, like, accompany his his son-in-law. I mean, that would be nice and interesting for that, since he's not much involved with his uh, steel that he... um. He, uh, formed, but really, hey. But if you guys didn't know much about Ric Flair's son-in-law, uh, and apparently a shirt that has been selling in, over on Shop AEW, which is part of Pro Wrestling Tees, but if you don't know, let me explain. Okay, so I gotta tell you this funny story about, about... Uh, something that that uh, AEW did, or specifically say, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees did, and thanks to Andrade, a and uh, a little cue from his wife, a Miss Ashley Flair, aka Charlotte Flair. So what happened? <laughs> well, apparently, uh, let's talk about how this happened. So, approximately, I guess, eight months ago, uh, back on February 24th, 2023, apparently, right before her wrestling, and, um, her, wrestle, her uh, WrestleMania match against Rhea Ripley, um, Ashley decides to cut a promo uh, on SmackDown. And as she was about to, ooh, ooh, she get interrupted by none other than, than Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, who, who says as that he's a, such of a Latino man because of the way how he's been treated by Rhea uh, in the really broad, broad words of explaining his quote-unquote uh, relationship with her. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, what happened was Ashley comes out in this hot line saying that she has a real man at home uh, that calls her mommy, and he does it in the more thicker accent, in a reference, in a reference to her husband, Andrade. <laughs> I'm like, where, I'm like, where the heck did she get this from? I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and I just realized that the audience really, really, really was, like, hyped for what she said. <laughs> Cause they, cause they know they're 
So they're talking about her husband. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe she said that. Right on, right there and then. <laughs> and here, and hearing, hearing Ashley say that, I was like, really? So Andrade heard his wife probably saying that in her promo. So what does Andrade do? <laughs> he says he somehow must have talked out with pro wrestling tees. He's and he said, "Well, let's pro, let's do a shirt." And, and yes, it is available at shopaew.com or pro if you look for Andrade El Idol. Oh, and it says here, "Real Latino Man Andrade El Idol." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no shot they did that. <laughs> that's game, that's because of Ashley's promo or Taurus or Rey Mysterio's son. I'm like, no shot they pulled that off. <laughs> he decided to tell them say call himself a real Latino's man. And because of his wife saying that <laughs> on SmackDown, Taurus, Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic. Oh my God, I can't believe that would be happening, but it's true. <laughs> but anyway, if you guys want to hear about the promo, just search on YouTube. Charlotte Flair and Dominic Mysterio get personal ahead of WrestleMania. Uh and it'll, it'll bring you there because the rest says with Rhea Ripley, Nutty on Fox. <laughs> and by the way, I, I was like, no shot. She said that. Anyway, apparently, Lace, now for some reason, there's some comments of what people are talking about. Uh, <laughs> Like, first of all, I wish that people would stop mentioning about Eddie Guerrero, okay? Hey. Anyway. <laughs> there's one fit, there's one user on YouTube who says here, Love how Charlotte told Dominic that she has a real Latino man at home who calls her mommy with a thick, a thicker accent. Showing some love to Andrade. Heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody also says here somebody else another user says here that's the biggest pop Andrade had in his had in his career. <laughs> yeah, after he left WWE man. <laughs> 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 I know people are saying compliments about Dom's promo, um, but still, I, I mean, those two comments. It. Somebody says here, Priest bring back Andrade back to go after Dom. Latino versus Latino would would be epic. Nah, I. Th I don't think so. He's still in AEW. Besides, his father-in-law's there, so... Good grief. 
<laughs> and then somebody says here, big shout out to Andrade on this promo. <laughs> Another er, YouTube user said. <laughs> somebody says here about Dom and says, imagine growing up in the rough side of California, San Diego. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's another their YouTube user that says, Dom was getting a little cringy there with his lies, but Charlotte kind of owned him with that one-liner. Agreed, agreed. I mean, that's all, but actually that's because she was talking about... Oh. Her husband. <laughs> and somebody's. <laughs> Somebody says here, notice she looked down to his little area when she said, and a thicker accent, clever way to say, Dom got a smaller one. <laughs> somebody says she <laughs> that's one user but somebody said she must try that already and then somebody said she made that clear as day <laughs> yeah but that uh, if you guys don't know she was even though she probably was talking about that but she was talking about her husband and <laughs> 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 I mean, I even though I see people are still mentioning in the comments about Eddie Guerrero. I mean, listen, we're not talking about Eddie. This is Rey Mysterio's son, and sadly enough, even if I ever did find that. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of crazy. Uh, somebody says here, another user says, Out, sure says she got real Latino thicker accent. Well, dang. You go, girl, preach it. I think somebody forgot. Somebody had some grammar mistakes here, but uh, Ashley was talking about her husband. <laughs> somebody says, Dominic got that W-Riz. No, he didn't. He got rejected badly. <laughs> Lee, Lee, Dominic got that WS. Nah, he got rejected badly because. <sighs> Ashley just ends up owning him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> taking orders like a good, you know. Nah. <laughs> but still, it kills me what Ashley said to Dominic. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot more people are just still talking about that, but god dang it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> but still, I, I, I don't know why, because I really laughed my butt off, off because of what Ashley said. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cause love and, and there's a lot of people that write hey, <laughs> here. And of course, somebody says here Andrade flopped both in WWE and AEW. He's a joke. Not really. He's not much of a joke. <laughs> of course, somebody says here or or says she gave more or to Andrade than. AEW have a month. Man, not really. I mean, he's got to do... It's because of what Ashley said, he's got a shirt in AEW. Real Latino man. <laughs> I, I gotta love to see whose ideal, bright ideal was this. Is to allow this to happen. Probably Tony Khan, maybe. I'm like, bruh, you letting... You let... Andrade takes something that he got from off of his wife. He, he wrestles for the opposition. <laughs> I I don't know why, but I, as the weirdest thing ever in in, in pro wrestling history, a Ashley telling Dom that she has a real Latino man. And that calls her mommy in in a in more of a thicker accent. <laughs> hey, I'm Johnny, Johnny and Professor Tease. Hey, geez. what a great idea for a merch. It's <laughs> oh, that is such a riot. <laughs> oh boy. For those who need much of a refresher, because after what happened last season, I will gladly help out. <sighs> According to WrestlingInc.com, um, the, um, the title of this says, Sets the same date, reportedly set in Duddy Hall of Famer Tammy Stitch, DOI Mansalt Church. It was written by Eric Munster. After over a year and a half, Tammy Stitch's trial of charges 
of DUI manslaughter over her role in the death of a 75-year-old man has finally come to an end, and it may bring along massive consequences for the Gettysburg and hopefully the end of the nightmare. According to PW, according to the article here from Russian Inc., they source PW Insider or confirms that Stitch will be sentencing for said charges on November 27th at 9 a.m. In addition to the DUI manslaughter, Stitch will also be sentenced on three other charges, including multiple accounts of DUI causing an injury to per person and DUI causing damage to property. The sentencing comes after Stitch pleaded in no contest to all charges in August, accepting a guilty plea, while also not admitting fault or guilt. Between the charges, Stitch could be sentenced to at least 25 years in prison for her actions, with the prosecution set, said in the future over 26 years. Even with potential good behavior or lessening her sentence, Stitch would be would still be required to serve four years minimum prison in minimum in prison. Oh, this is bull crap. This this should no this I, I hate to say this. There should there should no there shouldn't be any much training anything for her. Again. She has been driving the pro wrestling community insane. Anyway, just listen to more into this article. It says here Stitch first arrested back in May 2022, two months after the March incident, where she collided with the victim's car at a traffic stop. Her blood alcohol levels were later shown uh, to be three and a half times over the legal limit, and an and, and unsealed bottle of vodka was said to be found in the car after the accident. Stitch, who stated in court she suffered from PTSD following the incident, uh, had also been sued by the family of the victim, which she had finally had dismissed last year. No update was provided on the silver suit. Silver suit. As far as I can tell you right now, this is being ridiculous. I mean, she has a lot of other their criminal offenses, you know, and I don't know if this is going to put her away for good or not, and for the, and the reason, I'm just calling this out because still, uh, even if she has potential good behavior lessening her sentence, which she doesn't, and she doesn't need four, she needs at least a decade because she doesn't, because she hasn't learn her lesson. <laughs> if, it, if it does have scrutiny for her, because they, if we find out that they were a fan of her, her I'm going to call this out, because this is a bunch of BS. And, uh, let's see, when is this happening? So this is happening in Daytona Beach. Hmm. 
not seen happening in Florida. So this happened in King's Cove, Florida. Okay, yes, I did remember seeing that. But apparently, wait, this should not, this is, goes beyond Florida. Because not only she caused chaos there, she caused chaos uh, here in New Jersey. Anywhere, anything she goes, she's going to cause chaos. Right. And apparently, the, according to what I read, and to see in that, uh, what's going on with her, is she's not so sensitive. For some reason, they put a wedding sentence for her, and that's bullcrap. I'm sorry, but you did this to yourself, girl. Not, not nobody else has done nothing wrong. Oh, and this is making me so angry and so upset that this is happening. And I'm tired of it. Okay. If if no judge is in like is ever gonna put her away. A, you know, there's gonna be, there's gonna be heck, heck, heck. And then somebody's gonna take her out. And I do mean okay. And of course the person who did this is, is probably gonna get a hard sentence. Okay. When the fact is they're doing the, the prolific community a favor, okay? Okay. And I'm just saying, I'm not instigating it because that may be happening. I mean, let's face it. Okay. The prolific community is, is, is still angry and upset for what she has done. Okay. I mean, I haven't felt, I haven't gone so angry about her since I found out she tried to manage Austin Aries. Okay. And that's before Aries became a complete and utter jerk. My friend Bonnie is angry and upset at, at because what he was doing had made her so upset. At, and I totally forget that. And um, you know, forget something also that uh, of a um, of another of a uh, another wrestling fan who was interacted with me. She was battling cancer, and I haven't heard said anything after she le after Leslie I spoke to about her. I spoke to her on Twitter now because X when uh, it was revealed that uh, she was at a wrestling show and he said something to her offensively about saying, you know, being vegan and. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be battling cancer, which is not even true, because we don't, because nobody knows what, what set off, can, what could cause cancer, as far as I can tell you, nobody knows, and that was the last thing I remember, either way. And that's the last thing I had heard. I don't know if she ended up passing away. Because eh, eh, nobody said anything much about her. And that's why I really am, am 
upset either way. But that's what I had just found out about about that situation. But anyway. So yes. That's the last thing I can tell you right now is about the situation with Miss Tammy Lynn Stitch. Itch, or just Tammy Sitch. Because she caused... Because of what's going on. I mean, I... I mean, I had spoken about what she did in Florida, I believe, last season. Or this, and I, I'm very disturbed by how things went wrong in the pro wrong, and some reason within the pro wrestling community, they want her to be put away for good, and I don't blame them. I mean, seriously, this woman is a menace to society, and. She needs to be put away. Or at least she needs to get a ther or at least she needs to be put in some kind of <coughs> mental institution for what she has caused us to the pro wrestling community. And and because she said she's suffering PTSD. Nah girl, you can't say that. That what you did is you're making the whole entire pro wrestling community to have that because you're not in jail you need to stay there for the rest of your life you stupid woman all just because all just because you caused chaos us us because you can't control yourself with your drinking and you know we know how bad the pro wrestling community has been and to you because you did a lot of trouble. Oh, and you haven't been the same since. I was so horrified. I don't know how, how dirty Stan to, to have her being part of the, uh, part of the way of the how women were. If you want to know who paved the way for the wrestlers or the women wrestlers today, Hey, I'll tell you who, who, Mae Young did. So has Trish Stratus. So has Mickey James. So has Gail Kim. Um, there are a lot of women today who should thank those women. And especially if those who should praise the late Mae Young. Because I can't believe this. It's now finding out about Tammy Lynn. My God. This is why. I'm very horrified as much as anybody is. But that's all I'm just saying about this. So, yeah. And I'll let you guys know if there's any more information. Alright, I know it's going to end this podcast, how upset I am with Tammy Stitch, but I forgot the pro wrestling community has reminded me about something. If you guys don't know, today is November 13th, and it's on a Monday, and I don't know if you guys had heard, know about this, but 
for those who do listen up. If you don't, I mean, for those who don't listen up, for those who do, thank you. But for those who don't know, the whole entire pro wrestling community is much until the morn of the passing of the late Eddie Guerrero, who died on this day 18 years ago. Um, <coughs> for those who are wondering, there were a lot of things going on within the pro wrestling community, but in WWE, it was very much weird. What happened was, uh, how he found out, um, apparently at the time, Chavo Guerrero was, I can't believe I'm saying that, Chavo Guerrero was into ridiculous, um, gimmick and wrestling things that I still don't know why he did that. But what happened was, um, Chavo was drawn to a gimmick, calling himself Curry White, and they were trying to make him sound so, how do I say Chavo, almost sound so racist. The only thing he did that tried to make me almost lost my mind was, uh, the way they dyed his hair and shaved the mustache. Oh my good lord, never again shave the, never shave the sides of the beard. Or never make him dye his hair or go bleach blonde. And in the crazy part is, Nick Namath, as we all know him also by Dolph Ziggler, got his first beginning and thanks to Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> but what happened was in this day right before uh, getting involved with Christian Cassidy Chavo went to go check on Christian to check on his uncle when it turns out the uh, hotel staff um, he had tried to contact him while he was completely uh, unresponsive for what's going on and with the plan that he was for a wake-up call. And Chavo went in and found out his uncle had passed. found out after I had a chance to pop back to relax that I tried to get out of the tub and had the TV on set up for Monday Night Raw and there was a press conference that Eddie had passed away and they had a he ended up having a tribute show for him and everything. And, and what happened to him was 
haven't seen him was really awful. Um, he's passed away from having a gathering from drug abuse. No, it was it alcohol abuse. No, it was drug abuse. I'm sorry. But instead of shaming him, and 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 I remember hearing about this. Despite that some reason, despite how the social media is today, but now back then we didn't shame anybody for for what they had done. Um, it was sad enough about what happened in Eddie's around. Um, it made me so sad to see this happen. Um, ever since then, I always. Sometimes I do tend to forget about that uh, enough as it is. Um, but there are those who still remind me. One of them being Billy Ray, and the other one was Katie, who remains Mercedes remains, and said um, she always says to me, um, you know. Despite I'm really angry about that, but it's great to see how um, it's still great for them to keep thinking about that. But anyway, um, so there are a lot of things going on with him, and um, the corruption community is still. A lot of things are going on in the in the uh, pro wrestling community, and for somebody who made waves in in the for I know like you know besides Ring Mysterio, I mean somebody else trying to think of a bad guy thing. also going to say to me, there's a lot of doctors and wizards. I can't say much right now about her because after what she has done, I mean, being a failure as a mother and not protecting her daughter after she said things about said things about what's going on with uh, um, with uh, with their daughter who said a lot of things and there's a lot of people who upset I mean I don't I it's just really it's bad enough to talk about her not thinking what she has not done and confusing her old her her uh her husband over her child. Um. The last thing which I had heard was about what Vicky has done. I know I changed the show much in time by name. What had Vicky has done was very questionable of what happened. I mean, her 
what and and sometimes it makes me want to question about uh, a parent's choices. Like you either believe in what your child's saying or you don't. For some reason she doesn't. Like when she's saying things, and the reason why she's saying things is because of what what she said. Like I've been hearing about accusations that her husband did, and her the man who she's married to now, oh, did to his step his stepdaughter. And what does Vicky do? She's not believing what she's saying. She's getting her out there. I've been hearing things like. They gave her money without any much proof. And all I'm just hearing right now is the things that she said and travels back and travels back to the niece about this over his aunt. Either way, I hope for the person even though the person she is really angry at her. I'm just hoping that she doesn't say anything much about this. About talking about Eddie, while the per while nearly almost everybody in the person's community is ready to go after her and find her and do something bad to her. But as far as I know, I haven't heard much substance to her. So just just keep your thoughts about that, okay? Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as I did this. And I will say this. I do apologize for not doing a lot more within the last couple of months or so because of a lot of other things going on in my life. As explained in the other podcast, anything else to add, podcast with Henry Rogers. And... As far as I can tell you is, I'm just dealing with a lot of craziness of what's going on. And a lot of people should understand that I'm, I'm trying to think about uh, how crazy it is that the person has gone through. I mean, besides that crazy situation with Vicky Guerrero, How everything is happening. I mean, there are a lot of other things I could tell you, but as far as I can tell you, it it's unusual. I mean, I know a lot of things also have been happening, especially with with Logan Paul. And actually, here's something that makes me laugh. So Logan Paul was supposed to shout out. Logan Paul reveals that he wants to shout out to out to Rey Mysterio's son Dominic. He spelled it wrong. <laughs> so badly enough, everybody saw what he did. Among a lot of things he, uh, Logan Paul has been doing. But the one thing for sure is everybody is, I mean, everybody is still dealing with the wrath of what he, about what he has done and 
despite of the, in spite of him being the uh, the WWE the WWE United States uh, champion, then I mean there is the matter of the cryptocurrency scandal he has been involved. Um, that's not as I can tell you, but I mean nobody knows what is going to be happening. I mean, I mean, there are those who are trained to chip away of who Logan Paul is, and I, I, this is why I ask the question if Logan is good for the pro wrestling community or not, really, because after, after him not doing things right, it's broken promises that is really alarming to anybody, no matter what. And as far as I can just tell you is, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'll as I, I will say this, you know, From the next episode uh, until the end of this year, or well, until the end of for the podcast season, I don't know how many episodes I'm going to end up releasing. I may do some short, short new stuff to, I don't know, to fill this. I don't know. <coughs> I was supposed to do reviews. Yes, and then...